I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music <laughs> podcast. I am very excited for a couple reasons, one of which is that for the first time in a, a while, Erica Ramirez is back with us. Uh, <laughs> yes. Erica was at South By and she also was working on a great piece about Selena and then she had the flu. So yes. it's kind of like the Holy Trinity oh. there. <laughs> yes. I. The good thing is I didn't die out of any mm-hmm. of those three circumstances. Right. So I'm glad to be here with a stuffy nose, but, you know, still here and alive. Yeah. Nevertheless here. Yes. So, yeah, if you're wondering why Erica sounds a little stuffy. Getting over the flu. She's getting over the flu. Yes. And I'm keeping my distance. Yes. Appropriately. <laughs> um, also excited because we recently, like literally 20 minutes ago, we were in uh, an artist visit. Uh, Sam Dew, who is a singer-songwriter, uh, stopped by our offices, played us his new EP, which is fantastic. And he's managed by Rock Nation? Yes, I believe he's managed by Rock Nation, but is signed to RCA. Okay, so yes. yeah, he's managed by Rock Nation, and they brought in um, the Rock Nation signature cocktail. So we have all had, like, one cocktail in the mid-afternoon in I the office. I don't know if I should be drinking this while I'm getting over the flu, but... I hear, I mean, and this is definitely not true, but I'm going to go with it, that liquor does kill germs. That part is true. So theoretically, it could it kill could help. the it... germs in okay. your throat. Okay. Right? Sure. <laughs> why not? All right. Um, but yeah. anyways, so let's, well, let's, since we just brought him up, let's let's start with Sam Dew. So he was in a group called Cloud Eaters, and I believe he said it was in like, it was around, they broke up two years ago, and they were together for three years. And, you know, they have it there. I believe that they were based in Atlanta. I know he said he was from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I believe the group was mostly all in Atlanta. And um, from what I know of them, they do have this, like, alternative rock feel. And you could hear that also totally. in his music. And you could probably talk more about that than I can. But, um, you know, he branched out. He said he was kind of more of a one-man band um, and was very honest about that. Mm-hmm. He was more of the, what, Trent Reznor type of person yeah he, he described himself as like he, he said if he was in a band it had to be like a trent reznor situation right. like he has dictatorial control over yes. everything so i was like damn okay um yeah he then appeared um he did the vocals on wale's love hate and he said it was pretty much he just like wrote it i think it's just like and the vocals were kept on 
and it's a, it was actually a huge hit for for Wale, and then he teamed up with Skrillex, and everyone everything was pretty much coincidence, is what he it seemed to be with him. Yeah, he was just saying he would like run into Skrillex, or or not Skrillex, but would run into someone who was working with him, and his music would end up on a Skrillex song that ended up on the Divergent soundtrack. But it's really interesting because yeah, he was talking about starting out kind of in that indie-ish background. And like you would, the first impression listening to his stuff is you'd be like, this is very like alternative leaning R and B. But like it definitely is still R and B. Like it's you know if you're to classify it, like his vocals are very smooth and kind of even dreamy in a little bit. Like he likened it to Curtis Mayfield, yeah, which I could totally hear. Um, There's a very soulful foundation to it. Yeah, the, really, I think the layers are very rock, and right? Like, very experimental but yeah yeah it was just a really interesting sound i've said only really listened i think one of his songs before this and we listened to six and i loved them yeah. it was like that great combination of kind of like what you're saying a classic soul foundation um but then with a lot of like interesting like indie rock elements like it's produced by dave satek of tv on the radio um he was saying he was very much inspired by back uh, and, you know, you could hear, like, definitely kind of Beck's funkier side working its way into that. And, I mean, I don't know. It was just, like, so... Dif- different isn't the right word. It's just usually you don't hear music where that much is going on. Like, there were so many different elements going on in yeah. each song. Well, I think it's also we, or at least, I mean, some, maybe I, expected a little bit more of an R&B feel because mm-hmm. most people know him from the Wale song. And that's right. a very much R&B flavored hip-hop song Mm -hmm. so for him to come and kind of have this other you know show these other layers to it it was just like okay you know this is um you know a little bit more heavier than what we thought it would be right or not as i guess predictable yeah totally yeah anyways it was great let's let's listen to uh the one i think the one song from the ep that is out it's called desperately um and the ep is going to drop next week April seventh. April seventh. Yes. So this is Sam Do desperately. And I thought you say it wrong, but it's so That was Sam Du desperately, and speaking of Wale, that that makes a pretty good transition. So yes. that was one of your picks for this week. Wale featuring SZA. Um, the track is "The Need to Know" from the uh, the album. I'm gonna mess up the title. What is it called? The album about the album, nothing. The album about nothing. The album about nothing. <laughs> you okay. did not mess it up. Great. Good job. Yes. Um, so Wale's album came out this week um, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm about nothing, and I chose this song just because, I mean, it's a song about uh, friends crossing the line, and there's, like, a snippet from the Seinfeld show, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end of, like, them kind of contemplating being more than friends physically, right. so I like that tie-in also, but I, I especially love SZA on this song, because you usually hear SZA, at least on her recent Z um, project, she has more of, like, an alternative soft R&B kind of sound but i hear her more more neo soul and i feel like that even even neo soul has some sort of like stigma but i think that it's Mm -hmm. actually very like i don't know how to say but it's um i just like that sound that like soulful kind of r&b sound and she plays off of a music soul child just friends song um the lyrics play off of one of that one that song in particular and Mm -hmm. i just like the way she sounds she sounds a little bit more soulful on this and it goes kind of it plays hand in hand with Wale's kind of flow where it's a little bit um, like very chill 
and um, I think it just it, I've never I don't think they've worked together in the past and I think that's this kind of makes for a kind of great collaboration um, there's other good songs on the album like the matrimony with Usher and there's the, the song with J. Cole so there's some standout songs on the on the album but I really like this one just mostly because of how SZA um, sounds a little bit different than what we've been hearing her yeah, their their voices together sound incredible, yeah. and um, it definitely makes me want to hear... Like, I only kind of know her from features or, like, other stuff, so yeah. it makes me want to hear more of her. Um, but yeah, it's just... It's a cool song, like you mentioned. It starts out uh, with a clip from Seinfeld, which is just, like, the whole album is kind of... I mean, the, the, the title, the album about nothing, is a takeoff of... Seinfeld was always described as, like, the show about nothing, mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, the, the clip is a cl- the classic scene where Jerry and Elaine, who in the, in the show have been dating, or w- when the show begins, they had dated, and they were just friends throughout the show. But mm-hmm. there's an episode where they kind of consider, like, maybe it would be great if we could be friends with benefits. Like, right. we would have the sex, but also the friendship part. But, right. like, the conclusion is, like, that's just way too difficult. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of the jumping off point for Wale to, like, contemplate that issue on his own yeah and that's and he kind of does that i mean he talks about that in his in his lyrics also he kind of plays off of that skit and yeah i mean again like i think it's it's also just very nice to hear them play off of each other Mm -hmm. even though she sings mostly just like the hook but like you said they sound good together and it's nice to hear both of them um, still in their element but still out of their element you know they're still doing rap and r&b but it's a little bit different than what yeah. we're used to. And I think there's kind of a cool element with the album um, where when you hear like clips from Seinfeld, it's a little, and maybe this is just me because I love Seinfeld, mm-hmm. but it like doesn't grate on you in the way that like listening to some of the skits on like College Dropout can mm-hmm. get like irritating because mm-hmm. it's like you've heard it a few times and you're like, okay, like this isn't, one, it's not that funny and two, I know exactly what they're going to say. But like when you hear clips from a classic TV show, it kind of like, warms your heart a little like there's memories of it or yeah, something that makes sense so i feel like what i'm saying is i want there to be a rap <laughs> album where there are simpsons like <laughs> oh no gosh. skits just simpsons who would, quotes. which rapper would do that who would i mean chance i could see chance doing that definitely oh yeah i feel like you know someone in like asap rocky I feel like ASAP would be a little too smooth and cool for that yeah he probably would be but right? that would be kind of yeah like chance or Asher Roth. Like, I don't know. Someone that's a little bit more. Oh. Yeah. I, don't, I did <laughs> I, not like that one. I right made a there. face with Asher Roth. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's, let's listen to this uh, Wally featuring SZA. The song is The Need to Know. To somebody, to somebody, I'm somebody, and I'm sorry, but somebody gonna need to go. I'm not mm. trying to pressure you. Just can't stop thinking about you. You all right, that was Wally featuring SZA. Next up, we're talking about Janelle Monet featuring Jadena. Uh, song's called Yoga, and I hope I am pronouncing Jadena right. I, I hope so, too. I genuinely don't know. Yeah. If I no shots. Not. If we're not, we don't want to also yeah. destroy the name. But. Um, but before we dive into that, let's let's give a quick, let's give a warm, musty music <laughs> welcome to uh, Jason, Jason Lipton. What's up, guys? How's it going, dude? I'm a party this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, tardy for sorry. the party. No, tardy for the podcast. <laughs> As per usual. We're not going to start at 5. We're going to start at 5.15. That's, that's my diva voice, <laughs> that, I guess. That's an awesome yeah, that was a, voice. How are you guys doing? Voice. Did I miss the... Uh... You missed the welcome back to me of mm-hmm. being gone for like oh, the entire month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, welcome back. Yes. I've, I've, I've welcomed you back. You have. You make fun of me all the time. <laughs> 
he thinks I've been. He's he, Jason. Pretty much makes it seem like I've been gone for six months, but I have not. It's okay. Um. <laughs> Any news from you? Well, no. I mean, since you've been gone, um, <laughs> okay. I'm only. You can breathe. Justin Bieber start like he's he's kind of a bad boy now. He started getting <laughs> into some trouble. Um, I would no. I am so glad I never missed. I was never at oh, South by for him peeing in the bucket a long time ago. Iggy Azalea is like a star now. <laughs> okay. Like she's I not have just not been gone that long. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, you can't tease the sick. I mean, I'm thing. I know. I'm, ha- I'm very happy. I, I I will say I am teasing. For the record, I was I was like texting because you were actually really sick. I was I like, was. are you okay? Because some people, you know, like people. You know, have Die a cold. People get a cold, and then I'm like, you know, I don't have to check in with them. This is like it's okay. Like they'll be fine. It but was definitely yeah. You were not. You were in a dark place. What's sad is like this is me still sick, and I'm at the office. Yeah, like imagine I how say, I was when is... like it was worse. <laughs> but Thank I'm you here. For not in. I, yes, um, I thought about it. I even told Jason once, uh, like exclusive here. I to- I asked Jason if I should come in one day because I felt really bad because I missed like two or three days, and yeah. I was like, I should come in. And you're like, no, you're dying. Like, yeah. Just die I, really, there, not here. I was like, it was the easiest conversation ever. You, you were like, should I come in? And I was like, do you feel well enough to come in? And you're like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, guess what? All right. Enough about my All right, sickness. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> we need to cut that out. Who cares? Really? <laughs> no, we're definitely leaving that in. Um, definitely. So let's, yeah. So we were talking about Janelle Monet new song, Yoga. So this is the, the first new Janelle Monet we've heard since her last album came yes. out. Um, I'd say I'm a fan overall of Janelle Monae. I really like what she does. I like, I mean, this song speaks to a lot of her strong points. It's got that kind of like electro 80s thing, but also like modern R&B vibe. Um, And she's like referencing just a bunch of like past hits, like Dirty Diana and Private Dancer, the Tina Turner song. Um, It's not like, I'm not in love with this song, but like, I thought it was really good. I mean, I know what's your, you picked it. What's your take? I think that if it would have came out two months later, like mm-hmm. when it was like a little bit more nicer in spring and like barbecues are going to start to pop up. Like, I feel like this is a song that people would want to hear, like, sure. especially like in Brooklyn. Like I could definitely see that. Um, it is fun. I like that for Janelle Monet, it's a lot more mainstream than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always say though, that I would love to know like more of the personal side of Janelle Monet. And I feel like, She's kind of been hiding behind this kind of mystique of... Yeah, she's you know, very guarded. Yeah, and also of this, like, world that she lives in. And I think yoga is, like, a one step out of this little world. Or, like, her kind of taking, like, you know... Oh. <laughs> stepping out of that world. So I'm kind of excited for that. But it is, like you said, it's, like, a super... It's a it's a fun song. Um, yeah. I like I like all her new... The new artists that she signed to her, to her label... Um, and especially Jidenna, I feel like I don't want to kill his name. I feel bad, but he's a very talented guy. So, you know, and this follows up his single, which is also really good. So, I mean, I think it's a good, a good feel track and also kind of shows kind of what's in store for their album, their compilation. Or yeah. I have to say, kind of speaking to what you were saying about it being a more like a little more mainstream leaning, the line stuck out to me when she sings, baby bend over let me see you do that yoga like yeah if someone told me that janelle monet was gonna <laughs> sing that really lyric that. if someone told me <laughs> that <laughs> if someone that told yoga. me that <laughs> i could not let me do that because <laughs> i cannot do yoga but uh me neither but it just seems like yeah it, it seems like her like that's almost like a line you would write to be like oh people will repeat this 
Well, let's listen to this song. <laughs> Jan- Janelle Monet featuring Jaidena Yoga. Alright, that was the new Janelle Monet. Uh, next up, we are going to talk about a Jason pick. Uh, a new Sufjan Stevens song from the album Carrie and Lowell. Named after his parents, or his mother and his stepfather. Stepfather. And the song is The Only Thing. Yeah, so this is a song that Erica would appreciate how emo I've gotten to this song. I, ah, I've i been here. walking around <laughs> like New York a lot, just like wistfully listening to this song and it's like me and drake it is <laughs> it's basically like it, yeah it's basically like you <laughs> like, and drake okay it's um <laughs> it's like folk sam smith basically no wow. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding i was gonna go and listen now <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah so i wrote it's funny i wrote about sufyan for like a couple hours today and in something that's probably gonna go online tomorrow and um yeah, what it's so interesting that I, I can't get enough of this album. Have you heard the whole album? I haven't Joe? heard the whole album. Yet. Oh man, you got to get on that. Carry and Lowell. on this. Come yeah. on. No, it, it's it's such a it's such a like a devastating album where he talks about not only his his it's it's focused on his mother and it's focused on his uh, her abandonment of him when she uh, when he was a young kid as well as her death she passed away in december 2012 and it's a it's a it's it's an album about those things but it's also about the feeling that sufyan missed out on something about not only on his childhood of not having a mother to be around but also now just wanting to be with her and her that being impossible because she's no longer here and the only thing is a song at, which is one of my favorite songs of this year where he really captures everything in a little under five minutes where he's, it, there's so many just powerful, like painful lyrics where he's just like, how do I live with your ghost? It's just like, he's kind of like staring into the void in this song and saying like, what do I do now that you're not here? Um, it, it has like elements of like almost like a Greek tragedy where he's like, should I tear my eyes out now? It's but it's just it's but it's also You're depressing me. I feel so terrible See? now. I told about you, Emo. But it's, Joe's crying. It's I, I mean obviously a lot of this the album is sad. There are some hopeful moments, but it it's this this part is. I mean, this song is is at a point in this album where he is so desperate. Um, he's described his relationship with his mother in that great Pitchfork interview with Ryan Dobble mm-hmm. as unsolvable. Like he just can't. He's he's so focused on like trying to make peace with his mother who wasn't there for him and is no longer around and he can't do it. Um, and so this is almost like his therapy. It's just, it, but it's such a beautiful song and yeah, it's a gorgeous song. Like yeah. if you tune out the lyrics and what the song is about, <laughs> like, you'll be like, oh, this is really pretty. So fuck everything Jason just said yeah, and just listen to the production. <laughs> no, it's yeah. uh it is. It's it's very gorgeous, and for you know Sufjan fans, this is. And we we've talked about this before on the podcast, but kind of the return to uh, the folky Seven Swans Sufjan that a yeah. lot of fans have been missing out on. Uh, yeah, and but un- unlike that, like this feels like incredibly personal. Yeah, in a way that I don't even know if any of his albums have. In and the that's past. the thing is that 
it it's it's fascinating and again i um this is what i i spent a lot of time thinking about over the past couple of weeks is like if i I, I love that interview we, he did with Pitchfork, but if if I were to interview Sufjan, I, I would love to ask him why return to folk music for this project because, you know, for those who aren't, you know, totally aware of his whole, like, discography or whatever, he was a huge, like, in 2003, uh, starting in 2003, he put out three albums that were mainly rooted in folk music, um, more or less, and they were, they basically made him a star, and mm-hmm. he took the next five years and did a bunch of like wacky side projects. Like he put out like a Christmas box set and like made this like Brooklyn Academy of Music score. It was, it, mm-hmm. you know, it was just kind of like he stopped making albums for a while. And then 2010, he put out this album, Age of Odds, that I really dislike. <laughs> and I've talked about how much I dislike on the podcast before, but it's just like this like insane electronica album that where he's like yelping more than he's singing and it ends with a 25 minute song and it's just like i was people really like this album i'm totally not one of them and that was 2010 and it's been five years since then so it's again he's 10 years removed from this this star making run as a folk artist and i'm so curious as to why he wanted to come back to that I, i mean maybe he just he felt it was long enough, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, but it, I'm so happy that he did. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, it's it's just beautiful and it's heartbreaking. And uh, I kind of want to go cry in a puddle now. So, it really is. Seriously. And, you know, it's it's funny because I'm always drawn to albums that are, are especially like sad albums that um, focus on one thing and where um, immediately when you're presented with that that sorrowful thing that it's about you're like ah oh, like you know like this is part of life but then you when you re- it's so well done right. that you get wrapped up in it because like the same thing is like with uh Neutral Milk Hotel like in the airplane over the sea mm-hmm. that's an album about like the diary of Anne Frank and it's like oh you're going to base a whole album around the diary <laughs> yeah. of Anne Frank but he does it in such so, like Jeff Mangum does it in such a powerful emotive way that you're drawn into it this is the same thing to me where it's it's like oh you're going to make a whole album about like your mother who you know wasn't there for you right but it seems he, like it could be like indulgent exactly but if done properly yeah it could be almost like cloying and i i feel like this is the total opposite of that where he explores so many different angles of that relationship and you know it just uh, like extended to like his relationship with god and like what like where he can find solace when he doesn't have a mother to turn to. It's just, I, I, I've i totally rambled through this whole podcast now that I was late to. Yeah, it <laughs> shows up late. <laughs> and it takes uh, over the podcast. in the club, take over the podcast. No, uh, but it's it, it's just... He seems to have an interesting story, or at least, like, you know, the concept for this. Yeah, yeah, it's... um Very personal. Yeah, I'm going to get you, uh, I think... I'm going to get you, like, a Carrie and Lowell can you make me a, a mixtape again an emo uh, yeah an i made emo. joe uh years ago i made erica like an indie rock mixtape that's and awesome I was, and i was like because you know i i was like oh i'd love to like you know show you some of my favorite artists and and then erica lost i it. lost <laughs> it that's um, the best thing that could have happened. With that. I haven't gotten like a physical mixtape in so long because usually I say I deny them on the streets, but <laughs> this time I got one that I actually <laughs> I didn't give it to you on the street. <laughs> I'm saying like I usually, you yeah, whatever, but yeah. I 
I lost the one that I actually wanted to listen to. I know. So can you make another one and put this song on there? I would. I would. I would be honored to. Okay, that's yeah. all right. All right. Well, let, let's listen to it. It's uh, Sufjan Stevens' song is called "The Only Thing." All right, that was Sufjan, The Only Thing. Um, before we move on, actually, when you mentioned Neutromilk Hotel and the album, you know, kind of about Anne Frank. Yep. That was a good album, but Justin Bieber's <laughs> Anne Frank tribute, wow. way better. Oh, did you guys uh, watch the roast? Of the I Bieber did, roast? and I thought it was pretty good I for the most. Funny, I mean, those yeah. things go a little long, but there were some incredible jokes. There were some incredible jokes. There were some not so incredible jokes, but uh, yeah. Who is your favorite comedian who did the roasting? Uh, I think Her- Hannibal. Was, really? Uh, See, I wasn't that into Hannibal. Oh, I thought, he's so I funny. I thought he was playing. The, oh, I love him. I think he's great. But I thought he was like kind of playing the too cool for school. Like I didn't like that he was like Justin. I don't like your music. You didn't like that. I, I love like that. that. So, so you didn't watch. You didn't I'm, watch it, Erica. I'm from Minnesota, and I feel like you need to be nice to people <laughs> All to their right. face. At All least, right. You know. <laughs> well, that's very that's very honest of you. Wow. Um, no, there was. But Hannibal Burris came up and he like one of his jokes and it literally didn't have a punchline. He was just like, yeah, I don't like your music. Like, I really don't like, no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I just don't really like it. And like, that was the whole joke. And I thought that was so funny. And Justin Bieber was like, yeah, uh, can I laugh now? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. Was it, was it awkward? No, no, it was, it was well-timed. Hannibal did a great job. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That's good. Oh, um, but yeah, so let, let's move on to the next one. So this is one of mine. It's uh, a sort of new band, sort of side project, weird collaborative thing. This is FFS, which is Franz Ferdinand combined with Sparks. Um, in case you're not familiar, you, you're probably familiar with Franz Ferdinand. You know, they've been kind Hell of like yeah. indie stalwarts for the last, I guess, 10, 12 years. Um, you know, they kind of broke through with that. Like in the kind of in the wake of the Strokes, that really like post punk, but very like, uh, very like very structured songwriting. Yeah, like they have very great pop songs that have kind of that crunchy. I would I would argue. Song. Ready? This is this is a hot take. This is okay. You ready, Joe? I would say, aside from White Blood Cells, the Franz Ferdinand first album is the best album to come out of the garage rock revival. Boom. I don't agree with that, but you know what? I can see an argument for it. That doesn't make me angry. So, so there you go. All right, you were um, ready for that hot take. 
<laughs> I was ready for that hot take. So anyway, so Franz Ferdinand, uh, yeah, they they were big on the college rock scene. They still are. I mean, they still make good music. Uh, Sparks go way further back and are way more obscure. They were, I mean, I guess in the 70s, they would have been like probably on the college rock scene, but they really haven't aged in the same sense that like, like Roxy Music's career has definitely like gathered them more fans as the years go on. The same cannot be said of Sparks. They're like a 70s art rock duo. And while they're very respected, most people aren't listening to them. Like, and the reason is like their music is just incredibly theatrical and bizarre and a lot of times devoid of structure or melody. And, you know, it's hard to get into that <laughs> stuff for whatever reason. Yep. So, but the interesting thing is, like, they decided to get together. They made an entire album together. Uh, the song we're talking about is Piss Off. It's kind of like exactly what you would expect from them being together, but in the best possible way, which is really fantastic. Like, it's the weirdness of Sparks, but Franz Ferdinand are, like, forcing them to keep it within a traditional song structure okay like at no point does this veer off into just like nonsense art rock territory like it's a song it's a real song you know yeah and but at the same time it's much stranger than something franz ferdinand would do left to their own devices yeah man it's weird that these bands are making an album together so weird and it's just like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, cool. Like, they're both of those are kind of weird bands, and they like to do their own thing. They don't really care about, like, commercial performance mm-hmm. or anything. But then I think about, like, this, the sounds of Sparks and Franz Ferdinand, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this. But I do like the idea of two bands becoming one band more often. Like, I, I think like that, that should too. happen more often. At least for an EP. I think it's a great, you know, like, this isn't exactly that, but Bjork did that EP with dirty projectors which was very maybe not the best but it was interesting yeah like more of that like come on like i know hey vashti bunyan did the one with uh uh, animal collective of course back in the day back in the back in hey think about audio slave (laughs) think about (laughs) that's true or uh (laughs) new kids on the block meets backstreet boys they didn't make an album i thought they did make an album nick carter and Jordan Knight did make an album. That's true. Nick and Knight. <laughs> Nick and Knight. Uh, Erica's so totally zoned out. I that. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't be boring, Erica. Uh, like, more no, I right came now. back in when you were talking about <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Go but, ahead. I'm sorry. But, but anyway, so yeah, it, it's pretty much the exact same sound as uh, New Kids on the Block. So this is Franz Ferdinand and Sparks coming together for a song called Piss Off. Tell everybody to piss off tonight They should piss off and leave you alone in your world tonight Alright, that was FFS, piss off. Next and last, let's uh, talk about Jason Pick. So the band is yeah. No Joy. The song is called Everything New. And uh, so what, why'd you pick this? What's, All right. What's your love yeah, this? so uh, No Joy. Let me tell you a little bit about No Joy. Are you a fan of No Joy? I sure I mean like I think jury's still out for me I guess oh man okay so no joy is a band on Mexican summer and they are a shoegaze band from Montreal and their album I believe it was in 2013 uh wait to pleasure it was in 2013 was one of my favorite albums of that year it's just a really good like really solid shoegaze album and that's like a a a weird thing to say like a solid (laughs) shoegaze album but like if you if you're a fan of like 
you know, the shoegaze like staples like My Bloody Valentine. Like you, you should check out their album, Wait to Pleasure. It's their it was their second album. It came out in 2013, and it's just it's such a, a pleasure to listen to. It's a very warm album, and yeah. So I'm interested in what these guys are doing and they have this new single from their third album that's coming out in a couple months i believe everything is new is the name of it right yeah i've heard it like five or six times just because when it came out i just put it on on repeat and it's just so like it's everything from weight to pleasure but just evolved into a more dynamic a, a more like catchy and accessible way of you know, presenting rock music. Like, I, I just think that these guys, I don't think they'll ever be like the bell of the indie ball, but I just, <laughs> I just think that they're so solid. Like they're just such a solid group. And uh, like, I, I never really got sick of their album uh, of, of their album. And that's one of, it was one of my f- uh, favorites from two years ago. It's just, just a really fun listen, like a really like uh, all the songs are very diverse and, and captivating. And I, I can't wait to hear what these guys have in store for them in their third album. I think if, if this is an indication, I'm I'm pumped. You're, you're getting me excited for it. Yeah, uh, see? I, no, I like the song. I think it exactly what you're saying. Like it has the shoe, the shoegaze thing going on, obviously, but they're definitely expanding their sound a little bit. Like this sounds a little more there's elements of like the 90s alt rock in it kind of like the strummy like song that maybe you could imagine being on the soundtrack to some like moody totally i can totally i can totally see this in like an episode of like pretty little liars at like a hip party yes definitely yeah Yeah, this would be like an accessible but still like pretty indie pick yeah exactly yeah like if one of the main characters meets a guy who's kind of on the the i can't like i said i can't imagine this group ever really like crossing over just because i don't think it's like that poppy but there's there's no way they're gonna be like a breakthrough on the like an arcade fire like whoever the indie yeah i I just hope that a lot of you know i i hope this gets some like blog love the and i think their last album did but i think that these guys deserve it like it's just i've I've been going full indie this week i gotta Mm -hmm. say no joy and sufjan yeah need like a like a new fifth harmony song (laughs) right (laughs) it's either one extreme or the other basically uh basically but yeah it's it's a good song i i would definitely i'm gonna check out that 2013 album after that ringing endorsement all right um but yeah so the song is everything new band is no joy let's take a listen All right, that was No Joy, and that is all we got on this week's podcast. Uh, I just want to say, before we stop it, it's great to have the original Must Hear Music podcast team back together. This is basically like Avengers. This is like Avengers. It's like the title press conference. Please (laughs) welcome Erica Ramirez. (laughs) All right, a conference room. Who would be, I feel like, and Joe is like Alicia Keys. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Sure. Oh, I, mean, I was going to yeah. say there was some hesitance there. No, that's no, a good I, thing. I'll as long keys. as, who was the one that cared, that, that seemed like cared least? Rihanna or Nikki? <laughs> I want to be the <laughs> one that I mean, like Kanye <laughs> didn't really see. I'm Madonna. I'd put my leg uh, up on the la- Yeah, uh, yeah Jason has been table. straddling the table <laughs> this whole time, which is weird, but whatever. We're kind of used to it by now. All right, that's fair. All right, so we got our we got our players right. Yeah. We got yeah. the, the dream team back. 
The dream team. All right. Anyways, so uh, anyways, thank you. Oh, and someone tweeted uh, at us to recommend Sam Hunt, who I'm a fan of. Yeah. I, we sh- we should put. I mean, he has he hasn't had a new song in a while, but next time he does, we need to. We I should talk like he about has him. Coming, doesn't he? I don't know. He had a video that came out a couple weeks ago, which was good and dark. Good um, and dark. But yeah. Anyways, so please keep tweeting recommendations at us. We appreciate seeing the stuff. And checking it out if we haven't heard it before. Yeah. Someone recommended Bay Tiger, who I was not oh, terribly yeah. familiar with, who is great, kind of in the St. Vincent vein. Uh, hey. She's from Minneapolis, so they get like they. These are like the honorable honorable mentions. These You're are like, kind well, of like the discuss your song. Yeah, but however, we see you. We see exactly you. honorable mention goes to. No, we discussed Tink last. We did last discuss week. Tink. Yeah, oh, based I wasn't on a there Twitter Twitter request. Next time, yeah. Well, next yeah. time they have a, a new song out, we'll we'll chat about it. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a great week, and we will catch you again next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code GLOW.